0: Hello, my name is Sarah. I'm one of the Urban Day missionaries based out here in San Francisco. For these last few months, I've been sharing with you the stories behind the songs that I've written. And I really hope that these stories and songs have been a nourishment for your prayer. And if you want to, you can always go back to them. In one of the last songs that I shared with you, I told you the story about the song that I wrote called I Hear Your Waters. And I believe I asked you something like, is there something in creation that reveals the face of God to you or brings you close to God? And I think that question kind of introduces this new series that I want to develop. In these times of crisis, how is God showing God's face to us? Are we attentive to the ways God may be revealing God's self to us? Because maybe in this time of crisis, God is revealing another face to us, which is new. And because it's new, we may miss it. I want to read to you a quote from a book by Christopher Pramock. And the book's called At Play in Creation. And it was published in 2015, so it's you know it's five years old now. And it's a book he wrote on Thomas Merton's writings on Sophia. And Sophia is the wisdom face of God, the feminine face of God. And so Christopher Pramuk writes in the introduction, Quote, Ours is a generation not so distant from Merton's. Disillusioned with institutional religion, mesmerized by technology, distracted by entertainment, haunted by the sceptre of terrorism and routine eruptions of gun violence, crippled by war, fragmented by gaping economic, racial and gender inequalities, and threatened in ways we cannot yet imagine by the looming environmental crisis. Where is God to be experienced in all this? Who is God? Is God? Who will speak words of renewed theological imagination for the next generation? Sophia emerges in Merton's writings as the love and mercy of God at play in creation, who calls out from beneath the fog of ignorance and violence and unites all things like the air receiving the sunlight. But are we listening? End of quote. That is a very dense quote, but it's a quote that always remains close to me. And now, five years after this book was published, we can add a few more things to that list. But Christopher Pramuk in this writing is calling us to pay attention, as Merton did, to the face of God that emerges beneath the fog of ignorance and violence, a feminine face of God. So in this upcoming series of podcasts that I will be presenting, I would like to bring us on a pilgrimage of paying attention to the new ways that God may be coming close to us in this time of crisis. Although I will be focusing on discovering the feminine face of God, perhaps this is not the face that God is revealing to you right now. But I hope that these reflections may help you to pay attention to the unfamiliar faces that God desires to reveal to you. On this pilgrimage that we will go on together, we're going to journey with biblical images of the feminine face of God. We will dip our toes into some early medieval Celtic texts, as well as other spiritual texts, including Julian of Norwich. So more than anything, I invite us to be open to the ways that God is revealing a new face to us and embracing us in new ways that moves us to love our aching world. So I come back to the song, I Hear Your Waters, that song that I wrote, as we begin this pilgrimage of discovering another face of God. I've already told you, uh, I already shared with you in my previous podcast, how central the image of water, the image of river, of sea, is to my experience of God. But I was taken by surprise during my recent retreat just how central this image is. Close to where we were staying, there was a stunning little creek. It wasn't big enough to swim in, but you could simply sit on one of the many boulders that created this dramatic flow for the creek. Or when the temperature got too high, you could just sit in the waters and enjoy the cooling flow Of the rivers and the rapids i think this little creek was only known to the locals there were no signposts there was nothing pointing you down there but you had to be in the know so luckily we were in the know and on one of my first days of the retreat i went down to the creek i was all by myself there was absolutely nobody else there apart from the dragonflies and the birds I was all by myself and I was surrounded by the mountains and the boulders and the sound of the small cascades. To be honest, I was in heaven. I was in paradise. The water was crystal clear. But here in this idyllic paradise setting, the waters revealed another face of God that is still so vivid, that is still so so alive within me that still remains with me. It was an experience that holds me, as well as uh, called me out beyond myself. As I sat sat there at the edge of the creek, a verse from the Bible echoed within me. And I've read and I've prayed and I've heard this particular word of God a million times. But in that moment, it was new and fresh and alive as if I heard it for the first time. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. And it revealed a new face of God for me. This well-known verse that you've probably prayed as well a million times is from Exodus, when Moses sees the burning bush, and he draws close to see what's happening because it's a strange sight, and God speaks from the middle of the burning bush. I have heard the cry of my people, I've seen their afflictions. These words were alive within me as if somebody right there had spoken them to me. And that someone right there was a mother. A mother whose heart is completely broken and pierced open as she sees and hears how her very own children are suffering. There was no demand in those words but simply a revealing of God's heart as mother that is pierced open with suffering. Under the intense, dark fog of pain, of violence, of suffering, of anger, of rage, the voice of God as mother revealed herself. And in that experience, I'm filled with certainty. I don't have any answers, I don't know most of the time how I can respond to so much chaos, but this voice remains alive within me and it expands my own heart to move towards the suffering and not remain numb or indifferent. The river revealed a new face of God, a flow of a mother's love which hears and feels and sees the sufferings of her children but also calls out to all people, come and find a home in my waters. It's similar to what we hear in the Psalms, where we hear, you know, in you, Jerusalem, all find a home, come and find a home in me. As I contemplated the river, I saw all the different ways of home that this body of water offered. There were the gentle pools to just rest in, or the faster-flowing rapids to be energised by, or the shallow waters to feel safe in, or the deeper waters to explore into. This body of water revealed the Mother's heart of God, a love where we all find a home, we all find a space, we all find what we need. Consolation, healing, comfort, encouragement, stillness, energy, refreshment. And the mother face of God, who hears and sees the cry of her children, longs for us to find a home. So, today, in our everyday, in our comings and goings that this day is going to bring, may we be sensitive to the gentle, motherly voice of our God.